Do you want to feel strong, confident, and ready to enjoy life? I'm Jen Shaver, a triple certified fitness expert and mother living her best midlife. I want to help you achieve a healthy, active lifestyle without ever having to go to the gym. We grow together every Monday, so be sure to subscribe and tune in to your weekly fit news. This episode of Fit News is sponsored by... Make wellness a priority in your life. Women's bodies face changes and fluctuations in hormones as they go through the cycle of menopause. Strong for Life offers an exercise program to help you invest in your future and health without crazy routines. We deliver the results you deserve from your time and effort. Go to strongforlifefitness.com to learn more. Now back to our show. Hello and welcome to Fit News. I am your host, Jen Shaver, and joining me today is Debbie Bellinger. MA is the solopreneur of Body by Definition, providing advisory and education services to individuals and organizations who wish to add wellness programming to their menu of services. She has created a CEC-approved masterclass for fit pros and fitness clubs titled Fit Pros, How to Break into Corporate Wellness. She has also created a wellness academy for fit pros to hear leading experts each week. Debbie has 23 years of experience as a wellness director for two hospital systems in South Carolina and North Carolina, and was a senior vice president of healthy living for the South Florida YMCA prior to the pandemic. Debbie has also been a great mentor of mine. So welcome today, Debbie. We are excited to have you on Fit News. Thank you for taking the time to join us. Thanks, Jan. Thanks for the invite. Yes, I'm excited to chat because one of the (laughs) things that we hear a lot about recently and an interesting uh, statistic that I recently read was 76% of employees experience burnout on the job sometimes. According to Gallup's recent report, um, Employee Burnout Causes and Cures. And I know that you have um, a lot of expertise in this area. So let's talk about the rising incidence of burnout. Yes. So that is a profound statistic, isn't it? Yeah. 76% of employees. Yeah. Yeah. So if you, if you think about that, just in the, from the business lens, if employees are showing up to work every day, whether you work from home or you go to the office and you are exhausted, stressed out, anxious, depressed on medicines, how productive are you really? Mm -hmm. Right. And so the the rising incidence of burnout, which is in fact very real, and I think we're just starting to see the fallout of it. Um, the American Psychological Association reported one in five Americans being clinically burned out last wow. year. I expect that that statistic is higher and rising this year. Yeah, um, and something for the listener to know: there is now an ICD-10 code which is a, just a medical billing code mm-hmm. that when you go to your doctor, they can put a code for hypertension. You have a diagnosis of obesity. That one is, you know, we could, that'd be another podcast, but anyway, <laughs> um, along with the standard diabetes and other things, uh, burnout is now one of the clinical conditions that can be diagnosed and a bill can be dropped by a physician to an insurance company and get reimbursed. Wow. So when you have an ICD-10 code aligned with a condition, you know that from the medical lens, it's 
a real thing, right? right. It's not just something we're all talking about and it's not all at all in our head. Right. Right. Um, yeah. It's not just a catchphrase or, or, you no, know, right. right. And for us as fitness practitioners, health and wellness practitioners, and for the listeners who are concerned consumers, the relevance of this statistic is that we as a nation honestly are having a couple of health crises post-pandemic that are crisis within the crisis, right? Right. So for our listeners, I think it's important to know that who cares we're talking about burnout and, well, if you look at, if we know that American Psychological Association reported last year, one in five, maybe it's one in four this year. If we look around our circle mm-hmm. and, you know, folks we go to church with and our friends and our family and our kids' families and the soccer families and the people we interact with, please know that mental health is a real thing. Right. There are many, many struggling. And within our groups, in our world, our respective worlds, that there's probably someone in our world that is struggling with a mental health condition, mm-hmm. depression, anxiety, and legitimately. Um, so that that brings to light one of the health issues that is a rising trend in America and our our overarching need to do better as a society. Mm-hmm. To not stigmatize mental health, um, to be very mindful of our words and offering kindness and compassion, and just being a little bit more aware of this as a health trend so we mm-hmm. can be paying closer attention to those who might need us, I think mm-hmm. is what I want to say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like, you know, so often we might have this perception that oh just suck it up right mm-hmm. right yes yeah yeah just work through it it'll be better tomorrow don't right. don't worry about it mm-hmm. um and with the incidence of rising suicides um in the adult space in the professional mm-hmm. space it's physicians mm-hmm. and it's dentists and we're seeing a rising incidence of teenage suicide mm-hmm and for those of you who are parents, my heart is just filled with anxiety because it, we're coming out of the p- pandemic in a different place and space. We're all altered. Mm-hmm. And I think we as fit pros taking the approach that we're here to help. Right. And let's get you moving a little bit. Let's get you outside. Let's go for a walk. I call walking with friends, walk and talk therapy, because it always puts me right, right? Right, exactly, right. (laughs) I feel better, you know? It doesn't have to be, right. And and it's exactly like you just said, you know, number one, walking is a very underrated and undervalued exercise. Yes. um, Because we, you know, essentially just put your shoes on, go and do it. Um, But that aspect of getting outside as well is also very underrated. Yeah. And yeah. The social aspect. So that talks to the idea that our wellness is multifaceted, right? It's not just this, you know, one route. It's not and bringing in the uh, the mental wellness portion of it, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's not just diet and exercise that we need as as fit pros ourselves, but also as a society, we need to understand that our wellness is not just what we're eating and that exercise. I mean, that's a really small percentage of our day, the exercise. 
Mm-hmm. So it's all of these other things that are going on that are also contributing to our wellness. That's a really good point, Jen, because when I started my career, it was fitness. Mm-hmm. Then I was working with medical wellness community and employee wellness. So it was right. fitness and wellness and mm-hmm. exercise was a component of wellness. Now the language is a little more common moving down the paradigm to well-being. Yes. And, and the difference being that, like you said, it is not just move more, eat better. Mm-hmm. In fact, coming out of the pandemic with a mental health crisis before us, right? often a health journey begins with the mind. Right. Right. Whatever right. that is. And yes, exercise can be a, a component. We, we fully understand and appreciate that exercise is medicine. Mm-hmm. I've been reading some um, research lately that 10 minutes of movement can make all the world of difference. Right. Right. right? I mean, and that's minutes. what's, yeah. And that's what, what all of these studies that are now showing that, you know, exercise has a profound effect as profound as medication many times with, you know, depression, anxiety. Yes. Yeah. I I feel like it's time for us to elevate these conversations. And again, if we lean into it just as human beings, and if there's someone in your world as the listener that you see seems a little off, you know, it's some of the signs and symptoms of burnouts where you see someone not able to do their normal activities. You Mm -hmm. see someone leaning into the negative comments all the time. They start showing up at work a little bit different. There's more sick days someone in your world gets a little snappy with you. This is where we can see, step back and go, I wonder what's going on with Jen. Jen's always Mm -hmm. so, you know, she's always so bubbly and engaging and lately kind of snappy and grouchy. And this is not the time to attack or it's, it would be like for me and you, it would be to invite Jen on a walk. Hey, Jen, do you want to go? Let's go. Let's meet up. Wednesday night at five o'clock and let's go for a walk in the park together. Right. And and it's amazing what that activity alone and how that can change everything. Something It does. Yeah. Yeah. Getting outside. And so exercise is medicine. It does Mm -hmm. have the power to choose that path over pills. Right. Um, Understanding that for some medication is something that's necessary. Exactly. And that 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 sits with the primary care doc and that's their prescription. Mm-hmm. But often those preliminary signs of someone seeming not quite like themselves is just get up, get out, get moving, mm-hmm. be with other people. We are human beings. Yeah. We need interaction, right? I'm sure you've seen some of the studies about the impacts of loneliness. Mm-hmm. Right. Reduce In particular for, lifespan by yeah. seven to 10 years. Right. Yeah, that's all. I mean, let's just revisit that statistic one more time. <laughs> yes. So the effects of loneliness reducing our lifespan by seven to 10 years. And aging that is out alone. A lot. Seven mm-hmm. to 10 years. That's a mm-hmm. lot, you know? So make sure that, you know, you are connecting in, in, in ways more than just this, right? This is great. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. Zoom, this chatting mm-hmm. together. You need a little bit more than that. We we need the in-person. I think that's mm-hmm. why we're seeing even the introverts 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they just need different doses. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know, it, it's just, but we, we all do. And I think one of the magic, magical things right now for all of us, to your point, is that we can be hybrid. We can mm-hmm. do a little bit of interacting by Zoom. Right. Um, we as fit pros can reach the consumer where they are and zoom into their living room right. and meet them on their couch. Mm-hmm. That might be just enough to do a 15 minute movement session with someone to build them up, to feel better, to lighten their load every day, to give them something to think about. Maybe that mm-hmm. transpires to joining a women's wellness walking group or joining mm-hmm. a gym and getting with a group just to be with people, right? Right. So there's a lot of ways to motivate, um, but our human psyche needs interaction with, right. with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, as we are looking at, um, you know, this burnout, what are the five leading trends, health trends that you see happening now? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. So burnout is absolutely in the top three, Jen. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me just lean into this um, just to kind of put a, a context on it. Mm-hmm. A lot of what I'm going to share is predicated upon the work from home model. Yeah. So, so much has changed with one in six to seven Americans working from home wow. and sitting all day. The, yeah. the, the fact that we're all sitting more and zooming, mm-hmm. uh, getting up and going to work and in and out of our cars, running around to different clients and meetings and doing all the things um, has really been a catalyst to many of the health trends that we're now seeing. Right. So burnout is definitely in the top five. Mm-hmm. Loneliness is in the top five. Mm-hmm. The rising incidence, which is blowing up of musculoskeletal injury from sitting right. in improper postures in not so great places and spaces, mm-hmm. working at your kitchen counter, table from your car, wherever you have to be. Right. <laughs> We've seen it all, I think. Oh, right? yeah. Uh, we may not have the desk at the right height. Yeah. Uh, so the sitting is the new smoking, but yep. the, that is the catalyst to rising incidence of musculoskeletal issue. And with that comes rising incidence of pain, mm-hmm. neck, neck, low back, hip, um, that working from home, the isolation is in there as well because we're staying in our home offices. Right. Um, so those are four. And then the rising incidence of obesity is oh. also in the top five, Jen. That's huge. Right. It is huge because of all of the health implications that that carries with it, right? I mean, it's not just, it doesn't just stay in its own little corner as obesity. It flares out into so many different aspects of, of health-related problems. It does. The um, CDC has forecasted by 2030, 50% of Americans will be obese. That's only seven years away. (laughs) You know how fast it goes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So as you said, obesity is a clinical condition that usually is multifaceted. Mm -hmm. And there's a condition called metabolic syndrome, which means there's many disease processes within the body. So if you do have an obesity diagnosis, there's high probability that you have diabetes, you have hypertension, you have sleep issues, which is also a direct corollary 
If you don't sleep well, it's very hard to lose weight. Right. Right. You know about this. So it's all interlaced and being mindful and aware of what we eat, the quality of the food we eat, um, making sure we move every day. We get some sunshine. I have a rainy day today, but the days that we can get it naturally is very important. So yes, we, we really are coming out of the pandemic with many other epidemic epidemics within the opioid epidemic is on the rise as well because people can't cope. Right. You know, when you're really tired, it's so hard to make the healthy choice. Mm -hmm. Let's be clear. If you're feeling anxious or depressed, or you have a formal diagnosis of clinical depression, Mm -hmm. a lot of what we're doing in the fitness space is not a, a match. If you truly are depressed and we all have someone in our world, I'm sure with a diagnosis of depression, mm-hmm. um, it's not likely that they're going to jump out of bed and want to go to the gym and do a hit class. Right. That's not the place to start. Right. Right. So we have some work to do on the fitness side of our programming, our group X schedules. How about and, we start- And the messaging, right? Oh. As fit pros, the messaging that we put out is important. Mm-hmm. Marketing, what we're wearing, what we're saying, what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Lead by example. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not inviting for someone that is sick and tired, depressed, anxious, 50 pounds overweight to see an image on a marketing piece that comes in the mailer at home. And you're just looking at this image thinking, I wasn't even that in my 20s. Right. It's it's just demotivating. And it's it's not appropriate messaging at this point when we look at where we really are in the public health of the nation, we need to do better. We just need to do better. Mm -hmm. Right. I agree. Yeah. Because, um, you know, this, let's focus on, oh, summer's coming. We need the bikini body, right? (laughs) It's not the message that's going to get people to where they need to be, to their optimal wellness, right? No, I don't think so. I mean, I'm not striving for bikini body. I want to be healthy, right? feel good every day and um, enjoy and, and have what I need to do to go on my life adventures of the new hike or, you know, whatever, whatever the adventure is, it's the health of the journey that we're advocating for. So I, I totally agree with you. I think there's, there's a lot to be done in that space too. The, the, you, what's the, I don't know the exact statistic. I apologize for that, but the grow, the largest growing population is the population over age 50. Mm-hmm. So marketing to your bikini body. Right. Right. And so just that alone and the rising incidence of obesity and what the pandemic has created, the fallout of the pandemic, um, COVID casualties, folks that have long effects of COVID. Right. We just need to change what it is we're doing and lean into um, looking for health every day and these little atomic habits that we can do every day. We don't need to take the whole elephant at the same time. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, again, it goes down to, um, I, I worked with a coach who used to say, we, we, we're going to eat the elephant one bite at a time. Right. So, and that's really what you need to do in whatever it is you're working towards. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. yeah. But so often, you know, we get so, in, I mean, it, it comes down to think of, you know, New Year's resolutions, right? Everybody starts those New Year's resolutions. But the problem is there are these grandiose resolutions, which is why by February, they're no longer keeping up with them. Instead of saying, well, you know, it's January, I'm going to start new healthy habits. I'm going to drink more water this month, right? Let's start with something small. And then yeah. by February, you're still drinking more water. So now what can I do this month? Oh, I think I'm going to focus on eating more fiber daily, you know, but that's not what a lot of our society has been, you know, um, said to want, right? We well, want instant right. results. We want, we want that now. We want the magic pill. We don't want to wait. Whereas if we were to just do those small things for a full year by the next January one, what a difference, right? It is. It, it's baby steps. It's just baby steps. It's 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 not a New Year's resolution. It's not a January one thing. It's it's a daily. It's a daily lifestyle. It's it's just what we do each day and a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. Like you said, if you're just starting, maybe we start with the water and then it's making better nutrition choices. And then maybe it's working on our sleep, but it's not all at the same time. It's yeah. a journey. Mm-hmm. And your journey can be altered by things like a sickness or a fall, break a shoulder or a sick family member. And maybe your daily lifestyle routine was 60 minutes of exercise a day. And maybe in this little chapter, while you're taking care of a sick family member, it's 30 minutes a day. Right. We right. need to give ourselves permissions there. Yeah. Um, it's not a one and done. It, uh-huh. It's just choosing health daily the best we can with the environment. And, and the environment is a, a really key factor too. I think mm-hmm. we are we are all a product of our environment. So giving ourselves permissions to create the environment that will set us up for success. Right. You know, if you're low on motivation or you're easily tempted by cookies or sweets, don't buy them. Right. Don't have them in the house. It's a right. treat. Yeah. Um, those kinds that's of not things. to say that you're not going to have it if you go somewhere else oh, i will i'll have right and that's fine and that's that's it is fine. totally fine but it's not an everyday thing and so it's exactly as you're saying it's learning you know how to create habits that are not going to tempt you in the wrong direction that's right less yeah. decision right less so so you avoid decision fatigue when you're mm-hmm. already tired right? Mm -hmm. Because when you do, you get home from work, you're tired. What do you do? You go stand in the pantry and you look for what's easy to grab, right? Yeah, you're starving. Yes. So if the cookies are there, what are you going to grab, right? But if the cookies aren't there and you have to grab an apple instead, you've just taken, you know, uh, there's, there's no choice now, right? And it's immediately the healthy option. The book um, Atomic Habits is so excellent, Jen, because I read it. I finally read it, right? Yeah. Someone had given it to me. It was on my bookshelf. I have to read this book. And I read it from the lens of health and wellness. And I read every single chapter. I mean, he referenced some fitness things. Like one was, I think, go to bed in your fitness clothes or have the fitness clothes by the bed or something, right? And then get up, get in your car. Okay, well, that that takes a a decision. Right. And even if you only drive the 10 minutes to the fitness club and go in the door, and what was it, like walk two minutes on the treadmill? Uh Uh-huh the enormity of all those decisions in behavior change. All, so don't beat up on yourself. Maybe you only walked 
10 minutes on the treadmill. But mm-hmm. all those micro decisions, yeah. which become micro lifestyle changes, is so powerful. I mm-hmm. love the book. Yes, it, was, it is. It was great. Very... But to your point, it's planning for success, right? Mm-hmm. So doing the meal prep and planning where you have the apples cut already in little containers and your chocolate hummus and that's your snack. Right. Right. Instead of grabbing the cookies, um, if you did buy them and you're, well, you have choices, but if, if it's on the ready, it's going to be a lot simpler. Right. Yeah. 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 Looking for a fitness program that fits into your busy schedule? Look no further than Strong for Life Light. Our brand new program offers whole workouts every month that you can do from the comfort of your own home. No need to worry about missing classes or juggling gym time with family time. Join Strong for Life Light today and get on track to a healthier you. Now back to this episode of the Fit News Podcast. Um, In terms of employers, what are you seeing is a trend with employers now Mm. with health and wellness? So they have all had to dig in as well, right? So I think one of the biggest things is they've all had to re-examine their their health and benefits plan, like truly look at what that included Mm -hmm. to verify if it indeed now matches what it is that employees actually need. Mm -hmm. Because with one in six, seven Americans working from home, benefits that are needed for a lot of employees, things like childcare, it's a need. It, yeah. You know, it, it's right. Um, so one of the things that's rising to the top from many studies, it doesn't matter which study, but it's it's on general about 75% of employers, the biggest trend now recognize the importance of offering well-being at work. That's the biggest thing I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, and financial awareness, financial literacy is the number two that I'm seeing. Oh. So the, the well-being at work is highly comprehensive. That's inclusive of EAP and mental health providers. Like there's a, mm-hmm. there will be a list of things there. Right. But the other is realizing that so many endured hardship, financial hardship with the pandemic. Right. One of the biggest stressors, which bubbles up into the mental health crisis, is if you don't have enough money to get through your, to meet your base needs, your basic Mm -hmm. needs, pay your rent, put food on the table, right? If we look at Maslow's needs, that's really a catalyst to being stressed out all the time. And that kind of stress day over day over day does create a breakdown of our immune systems. It can create chronic diseases. It can be the catalyst to a cancer igniting. I mean, it, it, I know this sounds so depressing. I'm sorry, but it is all aligned. Stresses can be very right. um, compromising for our health journeys. Mm-hmm. Speaking from experience, I do know too, but um, as you know. So number one trend in employers is offerings it was 75 or 76 percent also that know they need to have health and well-being options at work mm-hmm. and financial literacy because mm-hmm. not having enough money and or to know what to, to do with your money mm-hmm. a stress that it doesn't go away yeah and our mental health crisis is um recognized now 
to be the number one concern for employers by the Surgeon General. So in November of 2022, Dr. Vivek Murthy, the Surgeon General, released a position paper to say that the number one concern for employers was mental health Mm -hmm. and well-being. It's a brilliant paper, and he has six steps to what the framework should be for employers to make Mm -hmm. sure that they are taking care of the mental health and well-being mm-hmm. of their employees at work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it only makes sense. We know that a community is only as healthy as its population, right? So in other words, a work community is only as healthy as its That's population, right. right? I mean, it, it goes back to the strength of the pack is in the wolf, strength of the wolf is in the pack, right? So it, it would only make sense that as an employer that you want to take care of your employees to get the, I mean, it's only going to benefit the company, right? You'll get the best out of them. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's also, it's also viewed, I mean, interlaced around that is HR teams know that, and I know it from the work experience that I have, if you have employee well-being options at work, not only is it destined to improve the health of the employees, the population health, as you mm-hmm. said, reduce the healthcare spend. But some of the other downstream benefits are if you do have workplace well-being offerings, you have opportunity to bring employees together, right? improve employee morale, mm-hmm. employee engagement, basically have people be happier at work. So improving employee retention because the employee churn and burn from the pandemic, employees are jumping all over. It's very costly to lose employees and have to replace them at a high rate, right? Mm -hmm. So productivity goes down and many employers know that workplace well-being and the perks that that might be, including on-site gym or paid memberships to gyms close by, some of that's coming back, Mm -hmm. is employee recruitment. So, I I saw it in a job description in one of the webinars that I attended on workplace burnout last week, so much so that it's being written into job descriptions. Come work for us. We offer on-site gyms, on-site massage, Mm -hmm. these kinds of things. So it's at the front. And so it's an enticement to join a company as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always known it's the right thing to do. I have the experience to show that when incumbent when companies do engage, yeah, there are amazing benefits to the employer, right? To have healthy employees, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, and not to mention then, you know, uh, less absenteeism, right? Yeah. Lower right. insurance bills because your employees are not as sick and yep. needing as much health care, and yep. the list goes on, right? <laughs> it does. Yep, it's a long game too. Right. For employers, it's not have workplace well-being programs for one year. Go, okay, we did it. It's a long-term play, right? Because as we know, life is life, and we could be a healthy employee one day and get a diagnosis the next day and be less healthy for a period of time. Mm-hmm. That, that's you know, I just if I use myself as an example, I mm-hmm. super healthy. I dislocate a shoulder, and now the cost of me on a health plan. Uh-huh. has gone up significantly because I tripped and fell on a run. You right. know, it's not just the sick, it's it's all the all, right. of, all of the population like you referenced. So yeah. 
but it is, it's the right thing to do. And employers are now recognizing the value. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of work to do, but I think this is a positive outcome of the pandemic, paying closer attention to the organizational role of employee health, of employees at work and beyond, mm-hmm. right? and the individual speaking up more to say that we need, and because it's both, for a mm-hmm. company right. to be well, right. um, the organization has a responsibility and individuals do. It's not C-suite is responsible for my wellness. Mm-hmm. Well, right. No, I mean, they need to set up the framework and create the offerings, but as the individual, I have to make the choices. Right to engage. And like you said, the day over day, today, I'm going to focus on on being healthy and setting up the systems that I know I need to get at least 64 ounces of water a day or Uh whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. Right. Uh, Get my servings of my fruits and veggies. I have to take the action as an individual to make that happen. Right. It's your behavioral change that has to happen in order for the process to work and for me to get healthier. Correct. Yeah. 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 Good. Debbie, is there anything else you wanted to share? I think um, to, yeah, for the listeners, just lean into this really fun opportunity to share your voice, things that you want to do. I think the industry is expanding. Fit pros are expanding innovation and programming, different kinds of fitness classes. Speak up, Mm -hmm. tell your instructors, your trainers, your gym managers, what it is you want to do. And, Mm -hmm. um, And I think the last thing I would leave is let's all just lean into taking care of one another, watch family members closely, being available for friends, check in on one another, because everything I'm reading and knowing there are stats out there where we've got young persons and older persons don't leave their house one time in a week because they're working from home. Mm -hmm. They order everything to the home, Amazon, everything. Yeah. Those are the ones that, you know, if you have people, friends, family in your space that are in that space, just check on them. You know, it's too much isolation and um, don't assume that everybody's okay because we're really not. Right. Pandemic. Because as convenient as that is, and we all use Amazon. We do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We do. (laughs) A lot. (laughs) A lot. Too much. We don't need to go into how much. (laughs) We still need to get out of our four walls that we are behind. We do. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the joy of, of what we do. So yeah, just be present for yeah. your, your family, your loved ones. And well, thank you, Debbie. We appreciate your time today and sharing yeah. all that you have with us on fit news. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fit News Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Shaver, and I'm on a continuing mission to help you stay strong, healthy, and happy. A special thank you to our producer, Noah Martin, and Retrospection Multimedia. Tune in to the Fit News Podcast every Monday to get your tips for living your best midlife. These episodes are live streamed weekly in our Facebook group. Be sure to comment, like, and subscribe to Fit News Podcast for your weekly health advice. To join the Facebook group, visit strongforlifefitness.com.